the voice of the valley on 100,000 watts of FM power. 104.7, the mighty 790, KFGO. Ah, yes. He's going to be very versatile tonight. John Holler, frequent guest here to Couch Potato Radio. Longtime Viking beat writer with USA Today. Now, Derek Hansen with you on KFGO. He was in Fargo over the weekend to catch Elton John. I've heard rave reviews. Obviously, probably the last time that you'll see him in concert. John, did you enjoy? Of course I did, but I'm, I'm a little curious about this intro music. Yeah. Bitch is back, really? Okay. No, it's, it's Philadelphia <laughs> Freedom. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Amen. kidding. I, I, I <laughs> Well, I, I've I've say that with uh, some ringtones for a few gals I know, but not you. So trust me. There but, you go. <laughs> That's my ex-wife's ringtone, so we're all good on that. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. So when you hear that song, you it, ma- it makes you think of someone, right? That so, sometimes oh, a lot of God, songs yeah. in your life make you think of someone, good or bad, and that certainly will do it. So. Yep. Oh my heavens! Makes the little hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I, I can relate. I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate as well. But you enjoyed your time. I know. What I'm curious to what you think. I mean, because I know you've been to a lot of concerts, and you have your big stadiums like U.S. Bank Stadium. You know, the Metrodome before that. Yep. And then you have your arenas like the XL Energy Center and Target Center. And the Fargo Dome is kind of a unique place for a concert, right? I, li- I like it. You know, sometimes the acoustics aren't set up perfectly. That's more on maybe on a sound guy. But, man, I've seen some great shows there. Oh, and it, apparently it was the fourth time that Elton has played the Fargo Dome. Really? And I I believe him and Billy played there. I, I saw yep. him and Billy Joel play. If I'd have known they'd have been at Fargo Dome, I wouldn't have had to go all the way to Chicago to see them. But because I I like them that much, then what what happened was back in September they quietly put tickets back on sale because I uh, with my with my job I I'm always hooked into other media sites on Twitter, and I believe it was in the Fargo forum that I read that uh, tickets are going back on sale today. This is back in September. And I went to the seating chart, and I went, my God, there are two seats in row J on the floor in front of the stage, 10th row. And I'm like, yep, gobbling them bad boys up. And so I had to wait all this time, caught COVID in between. My biggest fear was I'm going to catch COVID, you know, a week ago. And even then, I would have gone. So you got that out of the way. Yep. Got that got that out of the way right before Christmas. <laughs> so now you and I had uh, it at the same yep. time, yeah. Yep, yep. And I, I'm telling you, it's one of those I had been reading. The m- m- music critics are the absolute worst. Yes, they they're pretentious. They love to get the little dig in on famous people, and it's like, okay, you didn't get enough love as a child. What's your problem? <laughs> and I mean, you know, because they, they always bring up that El, that Elton's kind of waddling on the stage. Well, he's coming off a hip surgery. Well, what yes. do you want? Oh, my. He's I mean, 74. come on. Listen, people yeah. said that let, about Bob Seger. your yeah. grandpa click his heels. Come on. What's the matter with you? Bob Seger and, and, Bob Seger and Kid Rock played here. And they said, well, Bob Seger didn't move around. I mean, he's my dad's. He's in the 70s, exactly. and he's rocking the place. Come on. I mean, come on. Oh. 
he's still bringing down the house. Right. And so I came into it so positive because uh, with most major acts, if they have a stage production, the set list is going to stay exactly the same. So I knew all 22 songs he was going to play. And I was actually quite surprised that, you know, he didn't just go with the hits because that's what a lot of people want. I mean, Burn Down the Mission, I don't believe, was even a single. And Funeral for a Friend is 11 minutes long. Right. And they just made such a cool stage production out of everything. And like Border Song, he stops to talk to the crowd and say that uh, Aretha Frank, he wrote the song. Aretha Franklin did a cover of it before he did it. And that was his gateway into the United States, into the American music market. And it was, it was just, it was beautiful. And I, you know, his voice isn't what it used to be, but instead of uh, doing the la 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 la's on Crocodile Rock himself, he told the crowd to do it for him, and they did. Oh, cool! And it, yeah, and he came out for his encore wearing a robe, like a bathrobe. Uh, granted, a, a silk sequin bathrobe, and that's how Elton <laughs> rolls. And then at the very end, he takes off the bathrobe, and he's wearing a tracksuit, which 74-year-olds wear, and just kind of rode this thing up into the, the stage. And it was, it was one of the best times I've ever had at a concert. And to be that close, my girlfriend made a sign that said, thank you, Reg, that's his real name. And he saw it and acknowledged it. And so... Oh, cool. Uh, she was happy, and if your baby's happy, you're happy. So, That's a very good point. Yeah, mama's happy, everyone's happy. That's the way it goes. That's for exactly. sure. Yeah. Well, it's. You no, know, I talked to you. I, I talked to you on Friday, and you were telling me, uh, getting in and getting out of uh, Fargo Dome can be a challenge sometimes. Be patient. And yep. We. Oh no, 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 no. We were. <laughs> I forgot probably, who I was talking we, to. <laughs> right. We had pre-scouted it. We had pre-scouted it, so. We knew where we were probably going to be going in. And uh, traffic was stopped a mile away in the right lane. The left lane was free-flowing. And so we decided we're going as, like, it's kind of like you when there's that zipper merge thing where a lane is closing on the freeway. You go as far as you possibly can before you have to cut somebody off and right. ruin their day. Yep. And so we get to about five cars. Before, we passed 300 cars, and we're about five cars away. And I see four old babes in Elton glasses. I'm like, this is the car we're cutting off. And we kind of gave them a, we're not from, we're not locals and cut right in front of them yeah. and saved ourselves an hour out in the, in the, on the street beforehand and then did a very similar move on the way out. So we were back at the hotel about uh, 20 minutes after Elton made his, his, his final appearance on the stage. It's very interesting, you know, that, uh, um, a lot of people, the, the zipper merge is controversial, right? Because, because uh, uh, you know, Dan Barrero and our sister station, the fans, had many uh, talks about this. Because legally, you're supposed to do it as long as it's lanes, right? I mean, you're supposed to do, but yes. uh, us in the Upper Midwest, we're like too nice where we don't, we feel like we're not going to do it, right? So once, and everyone's afraid to make the move to get in the other lane to start the zipper merge, but that's just kind of, it's kind of a weird thing. I wasn't born local, so it's all about me. I'm the I'm the Marge Kelm Helgen. Uh, I I cut lines all the time, so I don't uh, have a problem with it. Uh, I bring twenty items to the eight items or less. <laughs> You're that guy. Uh, you please I'm tell that me guy. just as long as you put your shopping cart in the sh cart corral. That's all I want. Just tell me you do that. Oh yeah, no, no. I I 
the buckaroos that uh, run the card corral are always happy with me. Yeah, because that's my pet peeve. I mean, I think I think that is just no, that's wrong. Just leaving it there next to your car. Yeah, that is so so silly. I do have some standards. Yeah, I do have some standards. Good, good. And when it comes to driving, they're compromised in a big, big way. All right, very good. John Holler, longtime Viking beat writer with USA Today, with us Uh, since we have spoken on the airwaves. uh, Oh boy. Oh boy. And we teased it a little bit Friday. Uh, Kirk Cousins, not to a big surprise, he signs a one year contract, right? I mean, it's not shocking. It's just the question is should they have it's done just this? disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think, it, well, the, the way di- quarterbacks yeah. are moving, the way quarterbacks are moving, you know, I mean, literally in the last two weeks, Tom Brady spent a couple weeks with Giselle and the kids and said, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm going back to the NFL <laughs> yeah. and Aaron Rodgers, Everyone says he's out of town. He's gone. This and that and the other he's back for a huge crippling amount. And then when they lose Devonte Adams, you wonder if he's worth the money that you spent on him. And Carson Wentz is on the move Deshaun Watson. That's the craziest uh, contract I've ever seen that here. You are going to give a guy who's got this much bad rep going for him. Five years, forty-six million a year, guaranteed. Yeah, I mean yeah. that that makes the cousins' money look paltry by comparison. No, it's kind of cra- well, it's crazy in the fact that, as you said, I mean, there's taking a year off of football. It's not always necessarily like riding a bike, right? I mean, that that's the other thing I can't right. get over that one. I mean, I, I I'd be much more uh, uh, cautious on that. And I guess the question now goes: Where does Baker Mayfield go? Well, Indianapolis is off the table because they got Matt Ryan for a third-round pick. Does does Carolina still suck at quarterback? Well, I mean... Did they get anybody? Unless you like Sam Darnold. I mean, I'd say... I don't. I would would say that Seattle's got to be in the running, right? I mean, you'd you'd think so. Oh, that's right. Russell Wilson's now in Denver. Yeah. I really believe... You know, this is a good text message, too, just talking about how... uh, we went from twenty million dollar year quarterbacks to fifty million dollars in ten years. We're going to hit seventy five million in three years with Herbert and Mahomes, you know, being up again. I really believe, and Demoris Smith has, and the players' union, when the next CBA comes up, they have to push for a QB one exemption. You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, and agreed because that money would filter down to every. I mean, it would filter down to the left tackle that's supposed to. I mean, Eric Fisher would probably be with the Chiefs now still if to protect homes, right? Mahomes. I mean that would yep. that would make a lot more sense because they are they're just a different breed in any other position in sports, and so you gotta just you, you know you gotta hook your franchise to them and then be able to do this because that would help out everything. And I, I think if the owners are smart, they would do it too because it only helped their team. Exactly, and I, I I'm with you 100 percent because they because of what they gave Aaron Rodgers, they couldn't afford to sign Devontae Adams yeah. long term which to me makes me nothing but happy. It's like, okay, Aaron Rodgers has been extorting the franchise for about a year and a half now. They finally give him his money, and then they follow it right up by saying, oh, by the way, we're sending Devontae to the Raiders. <laughs> Good for you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, Let's see if Marquez yeah. Valdez-Scantling can be your number one guy. Well, I, I, bet, I would bet dollars to donuts. You might hear some Julio Jones uh, type of uh, rumblings. I mean, I just, I, you know, I, there's going to be some, there's some free agent wide receivers out there that would like to, I'm sure, catch the ball from 
number 12. But we we shall see. We'll see all that. Getting back to Cousins. But this, I, is, 20, this, this is 2022, right? Not yeah. 2018. If we're well, talking Leo Jones being a valued contributor. No, I agree. I mean, I, I you're right. It's just I, I, it's hard for me to believe that he won't pick up something. Vikings and he, cornerbacks can cover Julio. Yeah. Well, and that's saying something. Xavier Rhodes isn't there anymore by. in his prime either. So, yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you about this. though. So getting back to Cousins, so we need to finish this because I sure. think I, there's a camp. Obviously, the Paul Charchian Fantasy Football Weekly camp who loves the numbers, right? Oh, and I always go back to the um, eight and eight and nine numbers. What matters, right? You can you can put up numbers. You can be healthy for 17 games, but you're still going 500, and and that's my thing. And that's what you and I I see and. I think I compared to that guy that you knew in high school and college who, you know, he, he didn't look like Rob Lowe, right? But he still was was getting all the women, right? And you're just like, that guy. getting the ladies. Yeah. And that's <laughs> Kirk Cousins. He, you know, whatever whatever the prettiness is that attracts these uh, girls to him, it's the same thing with some of the fans who just think that Kirk Cousins, look at his numbers. It's not all his fault. Well, no, it's not all his fault, but it's partly his fault. That they're always five hundred. I mean, they, they just don't look f- at football correctly, in my opinion. There's intangibles that come into play here, and that's why he's been a five hundred guy his whole career. And you know, there are cousins apologists. I mean, he can throw every pass that needs to be thrown by a quarterback. I'll give him credit there. Sure, but my litmus my litmus test has always been. Okay, here's the list of the 32 starting quarterbacks. Who would you rather have, that guy or Kirk Cousins? And Cousins never, I, I even people who are apologists, at best, Cousins is like 13 or 14 or 15, where it's like, would you rather have him or Derek Carr? Well, that's kind of a push. Okay, well, that's not an endorsement. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, he, he is what he is. And what he is is a 500 quarterback and – he doesn't put a team on his back. I mean, Aaron Rodgers makes plays that just break your heart. Cousins will throw a pass to a spot where Adam Thielen or Stefan Diggs or Justin Jefferson make a spectacular catch, but he put it in the spot that it needs to be. He's not that guy who's going to scramble out of the pocket, go right, hook it back, come left. The D-backs are forced to stay on, on point for 10 or 12 seconds and then he launches a 50-yard bomb to a wide-open receiver. The, the, the one guy who I think taught me more about Cousins, at least the Vikings version of Cousins, was Anthony Barr. Mm-hmm. Pre-COVID, reporters could just hang out in the locker room. You know what I'm talking about with this, where I'm not sure all the fans get it, but you are invited into the locker room after games. You're invited into the locker room either before or after practice, and you can just hang out with these guys. And if, you know, if they don't think you're uh, uh, an idiot, you know, like Chris Thomason, let's say, nobody wants him <laughs> hanging around. You know, he's like the creepy uncle that nobody wants to sit next to at Thanksgiving. The St. Paul Pioneer Press I, uh, beat writer, by the way. So, who, oh, God. Who, hey, always, hey, who always asks the annoying question. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Follow him on Twitter. I mean, if he wants to find out, uh, he has no problem asking a guy's dad or his sister what his contract status is. But... You know, just not my cup of tea. But I would, I made a point to just try to build relationships with these players by finding out something about them and going from there. Like, for example, Eric Kendricks, born on February 29th. 
And so I asked him what it was like to be an NFL, you know, one of the few NFL players at five years old. <laughs> and he was like, I've been, I've been looking forward to this since I was two. And <laughs> it was, you know, from that point on, Kendricks is like, okay, yeah, you're that guy. You're, you're, you're fun. I like you. Well, Anthony Barr likes me. And he made this comment about cousins that it took them. It took a lot of the locker room guys about three months to figure out that he's not fake because he comes across as formulaic. If you were to build a quarterback dealing with the media and dealing with the rest of them, if you built one in a lab, Kirk cousins would be your first prototype that you would end up breaking and going with 2.0. And he comes off as just being disingenuous, says all the right things. You know, I have to look at the film when he really stinks. And when he's good, he, he lets the praise go around, but he also lets it be known that he is good. And he's not as good as he thinks he is. And I don't think players like him because yeah. he's not a guy who's going to go out and hang with you outside of TCO. Bottom line is, we hope that we're wrong as Viking fans, right? I can't say that enough. We hope that Kevin O'Connell can, you know, get that it factor in him, and that's the bottom line, right? I mean, that's, that's we hope we're wrong. It's just that there's an intangible I don't think is in him, even though he puts up good numbers. Do you agree with that? I, I do, and the one thing I would say is if he ever had the same offensive coordinator for more than a year or two, we might see that progression sure. where he know. I mean, the it's it's hard to explain how difficult it is on a quarterback, it's why they always say quarterbacks have to be really smart is because when a new offensive coordinator comes in, some coordinators go with numbers, some go with words, some go with letters. Every play has like four variants off of it, that if I get this look, it's going to be a run play, but if I get this look, I'm checking it off to a pass. Everybody has to be on that page. When you have to learn that book, and it's not just him, it's everybody, the offensive lineman, has to learn a new scheme. They have to learn a new system of how they code. You, you could be calling the same play. You know, student body left. It has, every coach has a different little cadence to it, which is why a lot of times teams go with the same coaching tree that they have, because a lot of them will use the same system that the previous coach had. Yep. But I, like I say, there, I, I don't question Cousins' pure talent. But I question those intangibles that make a good quarterback a great quarterback, and I have never seen them on a consistent basis from Cousins. I'll f- wrap it up with my last question for you. You know, a few parts. Where can that, you get season tickets? Yeah, the, the few. Uh, you know, there's a few uh, parts that they still have to make. You know, they lose Tyler Coughlin. I don't like that. Hopefully, Irv Smith Jr. is healthy. Uh, looks like we're going to have, I don't think Anthony Barr is back, but uh looks like Daniil Hunter is back. So that, that, I, that, I guess that surprised me, but if he can work, I mean, and he, he can stay healthy, it's good to have him back. Right. And the, the one thing that, that uh, I, I think has been largely, if not missed, at least overlooked, is that the Vikings are going to a 3-4 defense for the first time in their history. Mm-hmm. And the difference between a 4-3 and a 3-4 is pronounced and the Vikings have always had personnel that fits a four, three scheme. Now they're going to a three, four. You have to get an entirely, you know, the John Randall would not fit in a three, four. You couldn't have him in a three, four, unless you had him as a third down end. He would not be a tackle because you need a nose tackle in a three, four. And so for, 
an organization that has never run a 3-4, this is going to be the biggest test coming into 2022, as I see, because the starters that they're going to have, if this regime lasts for years, the starters that they have now, you're probably going to see seven different starters two years from now than you see now because they're going to be drafting for the new system. They're going to be going free agency for the new system, and it's going to be something that they've never done here. So it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can put it together, but that is not a small task to accomplish, completely breaking up the front seven and drafting guys and bringing guys in that are going to have to play a different role than they're playing now. Well, it's going to be interesting. More news, I'm sure, will be coming by the end of the week, so maybe we'll have to talk to you again very soon. Uh, of course, uh, after tomorrow, I'm not going to be on the air for a couple of weeks. I'll be on a little vacation. Suspension but or going to Florida? I'm going to Florida for a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Okay. Thank God, I, 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 had heard there, I heard whispers about a suspension, but yeah, uh, not yet. thank God those rumors are untrue. The day is uh, early. You know, I, I still got a few more uh, minutes left here of the show, so we'll see how it goes. Keep it clean. Keep uh, it clean. Sounds good. John, thanks so much. Always appreciate it. Not a problem, brother. Take care. Yeah, g- Glad you had a good time at the Elton John concert here in Fargo. John Holler, again, longtime Viking beat writer with USA Today, here with us, our Viking guru on the Couch Potato Radio on the mighty 790 104.7 KFGO.